Welcome into another Daily Wager Extra podcast. We are looking ahead to the postseason here this opening super wild card weekend. Just a reminder, Monday night, a mega cast, much like we did last year in the playoffs for Ravens at the Titans. We will be joining with the NFL Live crew, we meaning Daily Wager crew. So we're going to be talking live betting on a second screen experience, alternate viewing for Arizona and the Rams. Should be awesome. We had a lot of fun last year. The graphics team is on point. The research team's on point, and the uh, on-air guys is on our crew as well. So really looking forward to that. Hope you join us. Again, Levy and those guys do a great job with the broadcast, but this is another option. We'll talk live betting, so should be a lot of fun. Coming up, John Murray and I will break down the card, look ahead to some positions for the futures. Also, we all got together for the championship game in my place. We have some fun stories at the end, including arcade games. So a lot to get through as we, uh, we get to it. Let's get to it with Murray. Kicking is for losers. There he is, Mr. Executive Director. We've had uh, some crazy uh, developments in the coaching ranks. Vic Fangio had a nice parting shot with the field goal down seven late last Saturday. So the final kicking for losers moment for Vic Fangio. That would have been one of our biggest wins of the year. If if Denver had beat Kansas City outright, that would have been... That would have been maybe our biggest single game win of the year in the NFL regular season. And it was, it had a really good chance. I mean, Denver was up. They had the ball. They were, I think they were inside the 30, if I remember that correctly. Fumble return for inside a the 10, I think. Was it inside the 10? Okay. Yeah. I, I think I might have blacked out after that play happened. So not good. Not good. And uh, obviously was a very, very disappointing result for us. And then we, we didn't do well in the night game either. Because I guess word leaked out that Dallas was going to play all these guys deep into the game, and they did. That was the one thing I was right on. That was my best bet of the day on Daily Wager. I just like, why are we assuming Dallas is resting everyone? You guys, this happens every year. Last year was the Bills. Uh, teams just play their starters because Dallas had a chance at the two seed. They could host a – the higher seeding mattered. Just because you didn't get the bye doesn't mean seeding doesn't matter. Now, with the yeah. Eagles, it was different. It was like difference between seven and a six seed. So that really doesn't matter. But even the Raiders going for it late Sunday night. It mattered because they got a chance to play the Bengals instead of the Chiefs, who's torched them. So when it came to that, now obviously they were running slow clock, but people just assume so much. The end game is not making the playoffs for the Raiders. The end game is making a run. And so if the Bengals uh, are, are a dangled carrot, then you have to go. Well, I think so. And I, I thought all the speculation, because I, I went to that game last Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium, and all the all the people speculating that both teams wouldn't try and they would just take the tie and run the ball into the line of scrimmage for three times, then punt. I, I always, I never believed that for one second. Of course, the Raiders are going to try to win and end up going to Cincinnati instead of Kansas city. Why wouldn't they It'd be crazy not to? Yeah. I just think people are like, well, what about a block kick? So you're, you're going to weigh the difference between Cincinnati and Casey and how many, how many scoop, how many blocked kicks returned for a touchdown have we seen this year in the NFL? Right? No, like, almost never happens. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's turn the page to this weekend. Six uh, games, including Monday night, we will have a mega cast. L- really looking forward to that. We did that with the opener, the Raiders and Ravens, and we did it last year in the playoffs with the Titans and Ravens. So I'm looking forward to Cardinals, Rams. That'll be fun, a little live betting stuff. Um, so we'll start with these aforementioned Raiders. This line opened, what, six and a half down to five, yeah. basically. Consensus five. I think Cincy should torch him because the Raiders' defense is weak, although they do have a nice pass rush. I just don't know about Waller and you know what kind of – production he can have we didn't have much last week dropped a pass so uh, i think Bengals eventually get him you know we opened this game six and a half and, and some of the guys even were talking about it they liked it a little higher at seven 
partially because of the what the Raiders just came off of a 70 minute overtime game, life and death to make the playoffs. The Bengals rested everybody last week in Cleveland. Burrow didn't even make the trip to Cleveland for that game. They've been waiting at home, getting ready for this playoff game against the Raiders on Saturday. Now the sharp guys went the other way. They, they, they took six and a half. They took six. We're down to five and a half. I see five at a few respected books around the market. Uh, definitely some sharp money on the Raiders for sure. And okay. uh, I, I'm a little surprised by that because the Bengals have been a red hot team coming into the playoffs. Yes. You'd rather play the Bengals than the chiefs, of course, but the Bengals have been on fire too, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Well, it's funny. The dogs have barked a lot the last few years. They've really won outright. I think almost half the time. So getting points, this is not a regular season game. Teams don't play loose. They get leads. They protect it. They get more conservative. So uh, laying points in these, this wild card round can be difficult. And uh, although that's the side I would lean in this Cincy Vegas matchup, New England, Buffalo, the trilogy, Last time I was in Buffalo was that that Maction game when he only had three passes attempted, the win game. Uh, Buffalo covered, one and covered in New England, the second meeting. So here we go. This is feels more like the right line. Remember, you and I were on the Bills at two and a half before the weather reports really surfaced. Yeah. So it's four here, over under 44. It's going to be like zero degrees. Really one of those classic Buffalo playoff games in January. This is an awesome game. I think this is the best game of the weekend. You mentioned it's the third time they've played each other. I said right after that first game in Buffalo, you throw that game out the window. Neither team could throw the football in that Monday night game. I don't think we learned anything in that game. Buffalo did manage to go back to Foxborough later in the season, win that game, and ultimately win the division for the second straight year. It's a tough spot for Mac Jones. He's going on the road. His first playoff game is at Buffalo. Very good Buffalo defense. Uh, but I, I could see this one either way, and that's how it's been bet. We've had sharp guys on both ends of this game. We've seen some sharp players lay four with Buffalo. We've seen some other really respected groups take four and a half with New England. So I can't really give you any advice on uh, what the sharp guys are seeing in the late game Saturday because they're they're playing it both ways at the Superbook, expecting really good handle. I think this is the best game of the weekend. One of the games on Sunday is really terrific, but this is the matchup that I'm most excited about. Really? So this, even though you've seen it three times, I think it's just gonna be a fun game because of what you mentioned. I, I like I like watching those games where it looks cold and miserable. When I'm warm and comfortable, I'll be fine. But the the players and the fans in Buffalo on Saturday night are gonna be freezing. Hopefully, we get a little snow. Uh, I think it just look it just sets up like a classic NFL playoff game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can see that. So only two games on Saturday this year because of the playoff game on Monday. So we go to, go to Sunday. I, I think Philly's trash. I mean, look, they're, they're and six, I think against 10 win teams. Um, you know, things like that. They're just not very good. I think Tampa rolls them eventually over four quarters. Well, let's, let's call Philadelphia what it is. Philadelphia made the postseason because they were able to beat up on a very weak schedule. They're playing Washington. Remember, they put Washington. Washington was down to like their ninth quarterback because everybody on the team had COVID. And that game was on a Tuesday. They got to play the Giants twice. They got to play the Jets. They've had a very, very favorable schedule the second half of the season. They took advantage of that schedule, and that's why they're in the playoffs. It is what it is. Good for them. They made the playoffs in what should have been a rebuilding year. They have three first-round picks coming up in April. This was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and they're in the postseason anyway. So I, I don't want to take anything away from Philadelphia. I'm just saying that's the only reason they're here. And this game is being bet like that. Everyone's betting on Tampa Bay. Everybody's going to tease Tampa Bay. We've got Tampa Bay minus eight and a half right now. You know they're going to do six-point teaser. 
get him down to two and a half. Mm-hmm. A lot of sharp money on the under in this game. This total has been bet all the way from 49 down to 46. So for sure, sharp money under in the, the first game Sunday, Philadelphia to Tampa. In terms of straight, Tampa's the, the, the sharp side? Oh, no, no, the under, the under. I'm saying everybody's betting Tampa. You're talking about straight bets on the side. Everybody's betting Tampa like the public. Everyone's piling in. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to be in every teaser, every money line parlay. Uh, they'll be they'll be money line parlaying them to Kansas City, which is the late game Sunday. Uh, I wouldn't call that sharp money necessarily on the side. Definitely sharp money on the under. Um. Okay. Interesting. I can see that. That that does make sense. The under in that game. Let's go to San Fran and Dallas. I like the Dallas side. I think that you got a public dog. I'm curious what you guys take it is. A public dog with San Fran plus three developing here. Um, I, I think Dallas is the right side. The highest total on the board and the shortest side on the board. A lot of people have reached out to me this week saying that they like San Francisco, and I, I get it. Uh, you know, I, I said, I think on our show last week, I really hope San Francisco beats the Rams because I think the NFC playoffs will be a lot better if San Francisco is in the NFC playoffs. And this is by far the best of the NFC playoff matchups, maybe the best matchup of the weekend. I don't want to call San Francisco a square dog because right now we actually have more straight bets on Dallas than we do on San Francisco. But there are, but there is a decent amount of support for the 49ers. Very sharp group here laid Dallas minus three, minus 110. And that's why we have Dallas minus three, minus 120 at the Superbook. And, and you mentioned the total already, highest total on the board. We opened at 49 and a half. We're all the way up to 51. So some sharp money on the over there as well. It's a tough spot for San Francisco. You know, we mentioned that the Raiders played a 70-minute game against the Chargers on Sunday night. Well, San Francisco had a hell of a dogfight against the Rams last week. They were down 17 to nothing. They had to score a late touchdown to force overtime there. The Rams really wanted to win that game. The Rams ended up dropping from the two-seed to the four-seed by losing that game. So that game was very costly for the Rams, even though Arizona lost two and they still won the division. But that was a real dogfight last week, and now the Niners have to go on the road against the Cowboys team that should be uh, much more well-rested and getting some key guys like Micah Parsons back off the COVID list. Yeah, Parsons missed last week. That was, uh, you know, big news and sort of part of the line movement there. Sure. Uh, shoot me, because I think the Steelers plus the points are the right side. Largest underdog spread in Big Ben's career, largest in a wild card round, and largest, obviously, of this weekend to 12 and a half. Pittsburgh's a dog at Arrowhead. You know, if you, if you want to bet on Pittsburgh, and I, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but maybe you, maybe you wait a little bit here because look at the time slot. We talk about this all the time. It's the Sunday night game. It's the fifth game of the six games this weekend. I'm already seeing parlays and, and par- money line parlays rolling to Kansas City. If the favorites are winning and covering earlier in the weekend, the books are going to have all this liability going to Kansas City on Sunday night. You might see this number actually go up a little bit, go up to 13, 13 and a half. That's where some of the guys in our room recommended starting this game. When we were doing the numbers on Sunday night, I don't know how much help I was, frankly, DK. I was at Allegiant Stadium. I was texting with the guys. I don't know how helpful I was. But uh, <laughs> when we were having these discussions on Sunday night, some of the guys were more like 13, 13 and a half. And if the, if the public is all rolling their parlays to KC, you may see that on the board on Sunday night. Already, uh, already Pittsburgh is going to be our biggest need of the week. That might change. But as of right now, for sure, Pittsburgh winning outright would be the home run for the Superbook. 
Well, we saw a crazy game Sunday night last year to wrap up the wild card weekend. That was Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and yeah. what was it, twenty-eight nothing after one quarter? Yeah, that was when uh, that was one of my favorite moments of the season. Remember when Tomlin punted at like the Cleveland uh, thirty-nine on fourth and a fourth and a thumbnail, and then <laughs> that was incredible. NFL playoffs are great. Yeah, that was like the snap over Big Ben's head as well. Just a yeah. bizarre uh, situation. The books cleaned up on that game. So. Uh, we go. We have a Monday night game, first time in playoff history here. Arizona at the Rams. I like Arizona plus the four. They've already won in L.A. I think Arizona 22-1 to one to win it all has a little bit of value. Look, Kyler Murray can be the X factor, right? We've seen what he can do. He's a cheat code, so to speak. I love uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, they, they're limping down the stretch for sure. They've lost four or five, five of six, um, whatever it is. It's just not not a good look. They did beat Dallas on the road. They've been better on the road for what it's worth. And I think the NFC, at one point I thought it was a gauntlet, but now it's like they have issues. The NFC certainly has some warts. And so everyone's flawed. The Rams can't, are not consistent. They just signed Eric Weddle, which was definitely a curveball. Um, yeah. So I think Arizona plus the four is the side I like on that. You know, I got a lot of beef with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, we, we just opened up the Superbook in Arizona. And every week I'm trying to, I'm trying to do these odds boosts with the Cardinals, trying to give people money in Arizona on the Cardinals last week, we boosted the Cardinals money line from minus two forty to plus two forty, And they lost. And we did one the first week we were open in Arizona. We boosted the Cardinals money line from minus 900, even money. And they lost to the Detroit lions. I mean, I'm trying to give people money with the Cardinals. I'm going to do it again this week in the wild card game, but they keep letting me down by losing, man. I, I, I don't trust this Arizona team whatsoever. But when we were talking about the, this, this game, this Monday night game, I, I, my number was a little higher than the group. And it was Jay Cornegay that made a great point about this game. The Rams quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Do you trust Matthew Stafford to cover as a favorite in the postseason on Monday night? And I couldn't disagree with that. And we have seen some sharp, monies, sharp money excuse me, come in on Arizona here in this game. And they've knocked our number down to four from four and a half. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Stafford thing is a little much. I mean, the Lions were terrible. They were poorly coached all these years as well. Uh, I feel like quarterbacks, I've always said, I get too much credit, too much blame. Uh, it's a team game, and the team, those teams were always uh, outmanned. But you're right. Stafford this year has had some ridiculous interceptions, and he has not thrived as well. He's played well, but he hasn't no. thrived under McVay that we thought he would. I think he's a giant upgrade over Goff. I think we can all agree to that. But um, there's been some moments where I've been some really head-scratching moments. Well, let's keep in mind, I mean, I know what you're saying. You don't want to judge Stafford based on his time with the Lions, and, and, and you're correct about that, absolutely. But I would say that with how good of a situation he's in in L.A., he's absolutely underachieved. I thought he I thought he should have done a lot more with the talent around him, with Sean McVay and that coaching staff there. I've been pretty unimpressed with him this season. Some really bad turnovers. I don't trust him much on Monday night. I do think this could be the most fun of the wild card games this weekend. With some really good storylines, I think that that'll be a really good game for you guys to do your your game cast there and do some live betting on because mm-hmm. this is one that could absolutely bounce around. I think it's one of the more interesting games of the week without question. We'll probably need Arizona. We'll probably need Arizona because there's going to be money lines going to the Rams. But at this point, it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge decision because there's pretty good two way action. The game, the games we're really going to be rooting for are going to be Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Yeah, I think Philly might be tough to get. I think Philly might be tough to get. You never know with the Chiefs. I mean, look, they've laid some surprising eggs. When they got killed and smacked by the Titans, that was an eye-opener for me. But um, 
We'll see. This is be fun. So futures market, you guys are protected. Uh, we have we have some pretty big liabilities on two teams, New England and on the L.A. Rams. Those are the two that we're really in bad shape on. But if you look at the favorites, Green Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, we're in we're in good to very good shape on all those teams. We lose some money on Tampa Bay and the NFC, but we went on all those teams in the Super Bowl pool and we do very well in the conferences on the other three. So. We're, we're really overall we're in very in a very good position. All you can ask for is to go into the postseason in a favorable spot on all the favorites. That's always going to be your goal, and and assume that one of them is going to get there for you. I think one of those teams will win the Super Bowl. You know, I've been saying for a while now that Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. I still believe that. Yeah, and we are in very good shape on Green Bay. I think you're okay on those Patriots futures. That's just well, you never know. And and we talk about that game on Saturday night. But we, I know we both liked Buffalo a lot the first time they had this game, and that line was less than three. And should we lay Buffalo minus four now in more normal conditions? I'm just not in a huge rush to be against Bill Belichick, I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's very scary. Very scary man. Yeah, I don't know. I think this team's got a low ceiling. I, don't, I wouldn't be too worried. Even in a wide-open AFC, I think you're fine. But um... Rams, maybe. The Rams are right there. Uh, that certainly, if you guys are that liable, I would, I would well, they, lose a little sleep on that. The Rams definitely really hurt themselves by losing that game to San Francisco. Now, let's assume that the higher seeds win the other NFC games. The Rams, with a win on Sun, uh, Monday, excuse me, would actually be in Green Bay next week. And then they would have to go into either Dallas or Tampa the, the week after. So they've really put themselves in a tough spot by falling to the four seed. I believe if they had beat San Francisco, they would have been the two seed going into this weekend. Much easier path, a home game next weekend, and they could avoid a trip to Lambeau until the conference championships. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to the Bonanza. Yes, sir. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Marie, I uh, laid another egg. You know, but just so, for whatever reason, I can't seem to get the good picks in the Bonanza, but I do okay on Daily Wage and some of the others. I had the Chargers. Obviously, they did not get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the Eagles, and that line, you were ahead yeah. of the line move and then back up, and then that's okay. That's what, okay. A, what a bonehead pick on the Eagles by me. Because I, I, I just, I mean, you're right. It happens all the time. But I, I for some reason, I just didn't believe Dallas would, would, would play all those guys that far into the game. And uh, it cost me, man. It cost me. And I got nothing from the Prince of Props. Mm, you know, he didn't He didn't shameful. give me any. Just gave me nothing, uh, frankly. And now we've got six wild card games. He's going to give me a juicy one for Monday Night Football that I'll release on Twitter. Ooh. Other than that, um, other than that, I, I don't know right now. I mean, I'll, can you go first or do I, yeah, do I I'll have go to first. go first? Okay, let's ahead. mix it up because I've been so yeah. red hot. So you're in the black. I am not. I'm heavy five figures in the in the red for the regular season. But we turn things around here. I'm going to take a position on Dallas. I think we're going to try to middle this sucker and get back into it. I'm going to go 4K on Dallas minus three minus ten. I see that at Caesars. Oh no, points bet has 05. I'm going to do that. Points bet. Are they are they in Vegas? I don't know that. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. I think I think they're. I don't think they're in Nevada at this time. So we'll do ten minus ten for four dimes minus three. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Uh... You know, I'm going to go with the team that as they continue to surprise me, they continue. I continue to underestimate them. I've been wrong about them all year long. 
I was wrong about them on Sunday night, the game that I went to. I thought the Chargers were going to win this game and I'll, or win that game, I should say. And I'm going to take your Raiders. I'm going to take the points. I don't see anything better than five and a half, so I'm not getting a great number here, but I'll, I'll take it because I don't really like anything too much this week. But I'll lean into the first round here with the Raiders plus five and a half for a thousand. The other game I would consider is actually the one you just played. I think Dallas will get the job done against San Francisco on Sunday afternoon, but I, I'm not I'm not in a rush to go against Kyle Shanahan with Mike McCarthy. So uh, I'll, I'll stick with the Raiders plus the five and a half for a dime and then wait for more from my boy, the prince. I feel like everybody now is either the princess or the queen or oh, the king. Or the, everyone is doing that bit. He was doing that bit a few years ago. I mean, admittedly, we were drunk at some bar in Alexandria, Virginia, just talking nonsense. But he did come up with that nickname several years ago. Now everybody has it, apparently. But uh, he's going he's gonna to be very active during the playoffs. So make sure Darren is checking his Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, we're on it. We're on the Bonanza Burner Twitter account is on it. <laughs> All right, my man. Uh, fun to chat. The, the season is dwindling down. That means more golf for both of us. It was good mm-hmm. to catch up Monday night. We tweeted out some pictures. Um, it was good to get the gang back together for Monday night, and it's been a while since we all hung out. I don't think I'd played. I don't think I'd played Frogger since I was in the sixth grade, and I would go to my orthodontist's office in McLean, Virginia. And I'd play that Frogger machine while I waited for my appointment. It was great. I mean, you can't, you could not find a better, a uh, better arcade game than Frogger. And then, nope. and, and trying to set the record so we could put in GLC <laughs> was certainly a highlight of the evening. That was a great time. I appreciate the hospitality. I wish I could have brought the little lady over, little Ellie, but I, I just, I couldn't trust her. You know, yeah. when, when, and when Arthur ha- needed the spotlight himself. To yeah, he did. And when I have her. When I have her at someone else's house, I have to watch her the whole time. And I, and I really wanted to watch that game. I wanted to watch Georgia, Alabama, and it was a great, great fourth quarter. Not a great game, but a great fourth quarter. It was good, man. We've all kind of known each other for about 15 years, so it was good to get all the, uh, all the, all the crew together. We got to do more of that in the offseason. But it was, uh, it was fun. Appreciate everyone's efforts to come by and good crew. And the, the video games were flowing. It was, oh, it was yeah. fun times, fun times all around. No doubt. And, and, and final thought, I'm so excited to be here in the postseason. I loved the Georgia-Alabama game, and I'm very excited for the six games this weekend because we know that everybody on the field is trying, which is great for our business. It was very challenging booking those bowl games. NFL Week 18, Week 17 is always a nightmare. But now we're in the playoffs. Magically, no one is going to test positive for COVID, I'm sure, just like they didn't on Monday. Gee, I wonder how they pulled that off. No one's going to, we're not going to deal with that. We're going to have full rosters on the field and we're going to get both teams full effort and it's going to be a lot of fun. But there's no promise that we won't have ridiculous pass interference calls like the one of the Raiders, the uncatchable ball, 50 yard penalty, whatever. Two of the guys, two of the guys went to the bathroom because they thought the half was over and they're trying to beat the crowd. And when they came back, I, I tried to explain that play to them. Like, dude, it was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. It just basically gave the Raiders seven points. And they thought I was exaggerating. And then they, they saw the replay at a bar after the game. They're like, oh, my God. I mean, that was, a, that was as bad of a call as I've seen in the NFL this year. It essentially gave the Raiders seven points before halftime. Yeah, it was tremendously awful. Tremendously oh, awful. awful. It was very uncatchable. I can't believe the refs let it go. Okay, bud. Good stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. 
All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra. We appreciate everyone downloading, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. And it's uh, it's playoff time. Enjoy your football. We only have 13 games remaining. And again, we hope you join us Monday evening for the Megacast. Cast.